Anyway, here's the show. Detective Horatio, we found his body laying in a pool of his own vomit. Well, looks like he's thrown up everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to Get Up With Josh Dewey episode that's eight inside my hands, but I've got four on each hand. We're getting better every single time. Um, hopefully this time I don't treat this as just me doing stand-up in front of the camera because it just feels like I'm bombing for 30 minutes and it is not a good feeling. But like it still feels good to do the podcast, but it just after I feel like I did a lot of stand-up and did not succeed. So, so hoping that I can just sit in front of the camera and talk. I've got some stuff written down, as you can see on this little, um, I had a burp coming, but then it just kind of didn't come. No, but then it just didn't kind of come. <laughs> Is that you? Like, you're, you're, you're not, you're, you're not coming during quarantine? Actually, I'm coming a lot during quarantine, okay? I'm coming quite a bit. I'm watching porn at least once a day. Anyway, I started watching porn for the story, um, <laughs> Damn it, see, I just broke into a bit right there. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> Alright, I'll try and tell this bit without trying to do stand-up too much. But basically, yeah, you know, it's real quarantine hours out here. Web traffic on porn sites is up 1,000%. Things are getting heated inside the pants for everyone. Because everyone's just kind of living in this like general state of anxiety, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me. And so, what do you do when you're anxious? Ah, oh, well me, watch some porn. So, I've, I've watched so much porn at this point, I started watching it for the story and I really got into this one porn star and she's kind of my favorite. Her name is like Martina or something. And, and her whole thing is that she will just, get she will she will just i'm trying to think of a good word for this but she will just rub her vaginal sector in public places uh but the thing is a lot of it's staged and i don't know if you know this but there's a little thing called hollywood magic okay where you can stage things look it up it's in the dictionary hollywood magic but so she she has this one video where she's supposed to be in the car masturbating with her family around her. And, and obviously it's not her family. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of passable. Uh, I don't know what a Spanish family looks like. In fact, no family has a set appearance. That's me trying not to seem racist. But I don't know what a family seems like. But she's with what's supposed to be her family. And she is just slicking the schlock between these people. And, and I'm just watching it like trying to imagine this situation, but in real life. Like what would this situation actually be like if she was actually with her family? Like she's like the new level of emo teen. Like, major throwback to emo teens. Like, oh my god, I'm so emo, life is so dark. But, like, she is the internet porn girl of her family. 
<laughs> and no matter what, no matter what you do, your family will quickly get tired of your shit. So I just like to imagine her family just being tired of her shit. Like she just starts flicking the schlick and, and her brother and sister next to her just go, Mom! Martina's fucking playing her banjo again. And mom goes, Martina! Quit playing the banjo! And she's like, I gotta do it for my only fans! And she does it in the car too. I don't know if I explained that already. But they spent a lot of time in the car. And you don't usually spend that much time in a car unless you're going on a road trip. So I just kind of assumed this was like a road trip schlick. That's what I called this. And I can't believe that I've spent the first portion of this talking about masturbation. But she is on a road trip schlick. Oh, you like that ASMR slurp? <coughs> so she is having a road trip schlick. It is a full on, I don't want to expose the lights too much. She, she is having a full on road trip schlick. Like they are in the heat of this road trip. Like they have played Life is a Highway. They've played all of the road trip songs. They're playing, they're, they're, they're deep into the deep purple. I, I, I play deep purple all the time whenever I'm on a road trip with my dad or the cars. The cars, because because you're, you're on a road trip. I wonder if that's why they're called the cars, because then it's good road trip music. But they're on a long road trip, and they even stop for snacks, and she doesn't leave. <laughs> she just, the family gets out, and I just imagine they're like, hey, uh, Martina, I know you're doing your OnlyFans thing, but um, do, you, uh, do you want anything, like a Turkish delight, some Swedish fish? I don't know. She's like, uh... Uh, you, you know what? I'm hey diddle diddle. I'm playing the fiddle. And they go, yeah, you're actually diddling your cliddle. <clears throat> so that's my, uh, that's my take on porn. That wasn't even, <laughs> I don't even, wow. Let's get into some of the, uh, let's get into some of our material for today. So I went for a run this morning. Oh, big, big fucking surprise. Josh went on another run that he posts every day on Strava. Follow me on Strava because then you can find out my home address and then you can send me stuff. But I really don't want you to find out my home address. But anyway, I, I go on this, this fitness app called Strava because I'm trying to do a social media vacation. So I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook except for Facebook Messenger. And I'm not doing TikTok and I'm not doing Tinder because... Real talk, I'm just addicted to Tinder. You've seen me swiping. Boy, no swiping going on here, except for maybe Hinge once a day. And I tried to get somebody from Hinge to come on this show, because like, how funny would that be to just have a first date with somebody on, on, on a podcast, on a variety show? That's actually what I'm hoping to turn this thing into. I wanna, I wanna turn this show into a variety show, because a podcast is fun, but but I'm up to a lot of stuff. And part of the social media social media vacation was like, I'm up to a lot of things and I'm posting it all the time on Instagram, but I think that my talents are wasted on Instagram because things just get lost. And I, I know things get lost on YouTube too, but I feel like YouTube's got a certain archival quality that other things don't necessarily. Like, 
Instagram, you are... I'm saying this like it's a fact, but this is an opinion. It feels like you're just staying afloat on Instagram and things don't have any, any lasting power and any, any, any staying power. But then you put things on YouTube, even like a, like a four-year-old video, people can stumble upon that and then they can be like, oh shit, like this guy has been making videos for a long time. I wanna watch all the videos. I guess maybe people could do that on Instagram, but I'm thinking I wanna collect this in a better way because I'm up to a lot of shit. I wanna talk about the runs that I go on and, and record on Strava. Like I wanna talk about, I wanna talk about yo-yo tricks that I'm working on. I wanna show you the yo-yo tricks. In fact, let's show you a yo-yo trick that I've been learning right now. Oh, that's called the upside down Eiffel Tower. That took me a day to learn. Oh my God, it took him a day to learn. Like, what is he, like a yo-yo pro? <laughs> I just put on my sunglasses for a sec while I address the audience. I am not a yo-yo pro. Now, I know what you're thinking from watching that video. This man with a single wave of his hand can conjure the Eiffel Tower. The only other way I know how to conjure an Eiffel Tower is when I got a buddy and, and, and a lady who's consenting to an Eiffel Tower and we got a high five at the top. I think I think about the Eiffel Tower more than most people because I did an improv skit and I don't know if you know improv, but when you do improv, you gotta improvise. And the first thing that comes to your mind is the thing you gotta do. So I remember I was doing one skit with this one guy in my improv class, his name was Joe. Joe is just the funniest guy. And he doesn't even try, he's like a, he's like a documentarian. He's not even like a, he should be a comedian. He should have his own audience because he is fucking funny. He's like, oh, well, my name's Joe and uh, I don't really know what's going on around here. Like he would like, he would start a skit with him and he would be like, he would be like, well, this is, uh, I'm just gonna pull out my gun and probably shoot you. And I'll go, oh shit, Joe, you're a cowboy. Ah, because he would always be the cowboy sometimes. The Eiffel Tower skit wasn't even with Joe though. Joe's really funny, shout out to Joe. But the Eiffel Tower skit, this coffee is kicking in. The Eiffel Tower skit was with Ross. Ross is really funny too. Ross is from upstate New York, I think. He was also in my improv class. And the improv skit that we had made up on the spot was that we were going to run to the top of the Eiffel Tower. And while I was running up the Eiffel Tower, I collided with somebody and they fell off of the Eiffel Tower and died. And we were running up the Eiffel Tower to commemorate our dead mother. And we never really, we never really explored that. I think I've, that, I, I think the fact that I find weird, small niche things more intriguing than large details causes me to not explore really ab absurd parts of the improv skit. Like, first off, how did these guys get to Paris? They're not French. They don't speak with a French accent. And why, why are they running up the Eiffel Tower? Like, like if, you, if you apply even the thinnest layer of reality to this, it starts to be like, wait, 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 wait. what's going on? Okay, so... These two guys, and somehow their brothers, are at the base of the Eiffel Tower 
They both speak English. Neither of them have a French accent. Neither of them are holding baguettes. Neither of them are racist, especially me. And, <laughs> and, and they are going to race to the top of the... How do you race to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Don't you have to pay money to get to the top of the Eiffel Tower? Like, I just assume that it's kind of like the Las Vegas stratosphere. We have to wait in line for rides and stuff, except it's not a ride. It's just a large metal structure and it's French and everyone's speaking French. You know, I can't, I can't say that I have that much interest in going to France, but it would be interesting to just go somewhere where I don't speak the language of anyone. Like, I've been to Greece and stuff, and I've been to, I've been to Amsterdam, I've been to Den Haag, which is like an hour train ride away from Amsterdam. I've been to a few non-English speaking places, but like, I've never just felt truly out of my element before, because I feel like no matter where you go, there's still people that speak English. <laughs> like, English is such a universal skill. I want to go somewhere where communication, communicating even the, the easiest thing is difficult. Even going to the bathroom, I want that to be a challenge. That's, that's kind of the fun thing about traveling as well is it gets you out of your habits at home. Because at home, you've got all your habits set up, things are safe because you understand roughly what's going on you have a good grasp you know this is my house this is my job this is my car but then you go and travel and all of that's gone you sometimes when i'm traveling i don't know where i'm gonna sleep <laughs> i don't know where i'm gonna eat i don't fucking i have a, i have a friend with me and we're gonna we're gonna figure this out and that's my traveling and there's also a lot of solo traveling going on where i just have to figure shit out and that's kind of a the marvel of modern technology is that you can just figure shit out on your own. Like I, I get flown to England to MC parkour competitions, uh, specifically shout out. Uh, I was going to say team catalyst, but now you are Nova city center. Shout out Nova city center for letting me come through MCing that event. That's actually the dopest gig ever. I love that. I, I get a plane ticket to England and I get to go there and I get to MC and and I, I just get to like literally MC. You get to be the master of ceremonies. You get to be the guy that moves the event along. You get to build the hype and stuff like it. It's honestly the dopest freaking thing. I love MCing and I'd love to do more of it. I think the next step would be like being I would, I would love to be the MC or commentary for the OPP or the North American Championships. Again, that would be so sick. Um, anyway, I digress. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to the point, which was, I digress, a long tangent. I follow the, ta the tangent back all the way to me, landing in England, and I gotta figure this out. I get to England and, and, and I gotta figure it out. I have no idea how to get to Northern England. Rothram is like a three hour multiple train journey from, from, where, where did I even go? I think I landed in Heathrow. I landed in London Heathrow. And I just have to trust that my maps are going to get me there. And then, um, and then the event staff asked me to hold on to my receipts and I never do it. I just forget to send them the receipts. So I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll pay for the hotel. I'll pay, I'll pay for whatever. You guys paid for the, the plane ride, which is fair. I always feel kind of weird holding on to receipts because, because, that's like a business thing that I still haven't adjusted to because I don't like touching my nipples except for right now. Nipple touch, nipple touch, free the nipple, free the nipple, free the nipple, free. Anyway, 
Uh, I don't like approaching anybody and saying, you owe me this much money. That's just, that's just such a weird relationship to have. Like, if you set up a money exchange with somebody, it incorporates it into the relationship. It, it just, your, your whole relationship with the person changes. And I, I'm, I'm not even saying don't lend money because like I've, I've got friends who I lend, I lend money to and, and it's fine. But there also has been, there have been people who you lend money to and then they don't give it back to you. And they eventually over time, especially if you stop talking to them or, or if you stop being friends with them for whatever reason, like it might not be the money, but if you stop being friends with them, then they just become the guy that owes you money. Like that's not, that's not a way to think about a person. That's not, that's not a way to, to consider an individual. It's, it's just, we, I say we, but my, how do, how, do, how do I say this without seeming bad? I, I, I don't fucking care. Like, your, your brain will just marginalize. Hey man, really good point. Just make sure not to marginalize people based off their race. Things and people for ease of moving through the world. Like, if you want to move through the world and not get stuck on every single detail, um, you your brain will chunk things, take things and move it and, and change them into smaller size pieces of information to make things more familiar so that you feel less lost. And, oh, I had a really good point and I'm losing it. Let's rewind the clock a little bit. Chunking, making things more familiar, marginalizing people. Uh, in, and it's gone. <laughs> I, had, I had such a good point to make. Ah, coffee break. You guys like my Keith Haring bathrobe? I didn't make it. Did not make it. What do we have? <laughs> Dog walkers. Oh, <laughs> I started talking about me running and I just went on the longest tangent. So, uh, I bet you people are like, like, is this guy high? No, I actually just talked to my brother on, on, on the phone and I talked to my mom on the phone and I'm just having my second coffee now. So it could be the coffee. Shout out to Phil and Sebastian Coffee Roasters. And dude, oh dude, shout out to Max at the Bean Around the World. That's the coffee place that I go to. He is holding up the fort. He is one of the, I would say one of the only coffee shops open, but I am two for two for finding coffee shops open right now. But I'm really happy because well, I'm not happy about this in particular. I'm not happy that Starbucks closed up the hill. I didn't go there anyway. And then there's a Tim Hortons right close to my house that closed too. And I wonder if that was in preparation for the pandemic. It's still pandemic times, by the way. Um, definitely not taking it as serious as I could be. If you saw those people partying on the beach in Florida, um, Hey, Vancouver's kind of killing it with the, the pandemic situation, so things aren't quite as strict. I'm gonna fart now. Oh! I would definitely probably be one of those people because I am on that same level of idiocy. I mean, I'm, t I'm 24. I'm 24. And, but I, I am social distancing. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping away from most people. I'm not walking up to people and touching their face. I'm not sneezing on old people, even though I think it would be a really funny prank. To pretend. I'm not pretending to cough on old people. 
I'm not touching playgrounds, and when I go to the beach, I keep a safe distance. I just felt really under attack, so I just like I had I felt like I had to defend myself. <laughs> but anyway, I was on my run. Oh my god, I still haven't gotten to the run. Holy crap! I have all these items. Look. You can't type on this because it's not a keyboard. Do not type on this, it's not a keyboard. Pull up uh, the video of me on Instagram typing on the keyboard. 99% of success is showing up. Anyway, I was jogging on the beach, as I do, on the dizzle. <laughs> dizzle means daily, by the way, on the dizzle. <laughs> dizzle for shizzle. What's up? It's success man right on the beach, as you can see. <laughs> Every grain of sand is an opportunity. So get a mouthful of sand, invest a million dollars in Tesla, and drink a martini. It's Monday somewhere. Whoa! Real, real white guy over here. Hey, oh, for shizzle, man. For shizzle, my neighbor. That's what I say. What's up? Because we're all neighbors in this. We're all in this together, in this pandemic situation. And to keep myself healthy, I go for runs on the beach, on the dizzle! Party time, Dizzle! On the Dizzle, 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 on the Dizzle. Shout out, Mark Rebier. Look at how sunburnt I am. Oh my god, I am sunburnt. This is me looking at the monitor right now. There's a little TV. I get to see how I look. Wow, sunburnt. Sunburnt Magoo. Let's ditch the hat. Almost broke my computer there. I have so much energy this morning. Anyway, I run on the beach on the Dizzle. <laughs> How have I not gotten past this point already? <laughs> ah! Okay, yeah, so I run on the beach on the Dizzle. For Shizzle. It's the word Dizzle. I get stuck on the word Dizzle. So, I run on the beach on the Dizzle, and there are usually lots of people on the beach, but for the reason that it is raining, it's raining today. I don't know if you've seen it. It's freaking raining today. Uh, so because it's raining, there's not a whole lot of people on the beach. And I live real close to the beach, so I try and visit it as much as possible because it makes me feel like I'm on vacation. So I was on the beach, not a whole lot of people around, except for dog walkers. Now, you're not supposed to be walking, there's not supposed to be commercial dog walkers on the beach, but I fucking love seeing them. And this one dude who is a dog walker, he hit the jackpot, dude. He had like three golden retrievers and then other retrievers and then other retrievers. And I could tell that they're retrievers because every time he would throw the ball, they would go and get it. And so that's what retrievers do. They're trained to do that. But anyway, this dude lucked out. Like, I feel like if you become a dog walker, then I don't feel you have that much of a say in what dogs you walk, unless you're like, I'm only a golden retriever walker. And then that would be a really dope niche to have, being an only golden retriever walker. But this guy hit the fucking jackpot. Because you don't get to choose what dogs you get to walk. But this guy got all the fun dogs. Like, like the large size, lovable ones. There's even one in a little jacket. Like all of them would go and play. And there was just this one dog with really long hair and a jacket just walk around like, I'm just having a chill time. And I, I was running past the dog. And I turned to it and I just went, yeah, nice jacket. Dog can understand me. Oh, I went on a long tangent about dogs on the last podcast, but the camera died. 
which I'm pretty sure it's going to at some point here. I think the camera dies at 30 minutes, so I gotta keep track of that. Maybe I'll cut to a commercial break at that time. But I was thinking like, you know, dog walking has gotten to a level of ridiculousness with some people. Like you see in New York, people walking their chihuahuas in strollers. That's not walking them. You're not walking your dog. You're walking your own legs and you're walking your own stroller. And it, can, can you imagine a dog walker for chihuahuas in New York? Like just, <laughs> they, have, they have their own mechanism around them. You, you, you know like that one guy who had the social distance? There, there was this one guy in a supermarket. He had a social distancing mechanism around him. It was basically just like a large planet fucking circle thing just so that people would keep their distance and i just imagine that that the dog walkers in new york have <laughs> they have these mechanisms and on the circle you have eight strollers attached to it and in the middle you just walk and it pulls the strollers along so 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 in new york they got these fucking dog walkers with these mechanisms, eight strollers with two chihuahuas per stroller, and they got to get along inside of the stroller. And, and oh, that is, that, is, that is not the way to walk the dog, but I think that that's like a really creative take on dog walking. Because <laughs> that, that, is, that is a level of human absurdity that we've reached. Because we've, we've reached a level of comfort in our society that... <laughs> That we just, we just do weird shit, like throw birthday parties for our dogs. That's when you know that society has gone too far, is that we throw birthdays for our dogs. That's how you know we have become so not survival oriented that, that the, thing, oh, the things that we get worried about are people not coming to our dog's birthdays and the things that we stress about we don't even fucking we don't even fucking stress about survival anymore we just stress about what present am i gonna bring to my friend's dog's birthday <laughs> like like life has gotten to that level of absurdity the, the, and the things that I stress about, I stress about auditions. I, I, got, I get stressed about setting up this fucking podcast, dude. It is work to set up this podcast. Like to you, the viewer, hi, I see you. I'm looking at the camera. To you, this is just a blue screen. It's not even a blue screen, it's a big beach. And, and a microphone and shit. What you don't know is I've got lights set up I gotta figure out where everything's plugged into. I've got GarageBand running, trying to record this. This mic isn't even that great, but it records the audio. That's awesome. I gotta make sure this thing is flat and straight. I gotta make sure the three-point lighting setup is in place so I'm properly lit. I have to move this desk from my room with all this shit on it. I gotta hook up my laptop. Gotta make sure everything's in place. I gotta have my coffee. I gotta make sure I've got premises in case I run out of shit to say. Uh, I've got a remote. And oh, it feels good to set it up. And I, I, I really like that I can do this in the comfort of my own home. Like if I was to have my own Tonight Show, which would be awesome, Eternal Family, give me that variety show, by the way. Uh, if I had my own variety show, it would be harder to do if it was somewhere other than in my own home. Because it would be hard because I have to get in my zone and then I have to then get in my car or get into a bus, go to the studio and stay in my zone the whole time. 
I, I'm at home. So I just get in my zone. I'm playing good music. I'm setting stuff up. And my commute is literally from my room to this desk. I'm wearing a house robe. I wear this shit every day. Like, how fucking cool is it that that I don't need producers? I don't need I don't need directors. I don't need anybody behind this setup. It's just me. And it looks like a real show, kind of. Like I don't have like all the most professional equipment, but like it's so fucking cool that I can just make my own shit. And I think if you want to make shit, don't wait for someone to give you that chance. Like I'm treating quarantine and this isolation period and this pandemic as like a creative awakening for me because I'm sitting okay with, with, with where my money's at and I'm not worried about my survival. And even if I can't afford to live here anymore, I'm down to move back in with my parents if I can take all this shit with me because that means that I can still be making stuff. And then, you know, I'll pick up a job and then work my ass off and then move back here. And that's like, that's the worst case scenario. And commercial time. Hey, who likes to start their day with, with a nice cup of coffee? Me. Uh, but we're talking about a different type of coffee today. Um, support for this show is brought to you by nobody in particular. But if you'd like to support me, you can go and meet me on my coffee. What is coffee? Well, coffee is a donation service where you can donate as much or as little as you like. Um, if you really hate me, you can donate $3 because you can't actually get a coffee for that price. But if you're really rich and you have a lot of money, feel free to donate like 20 bucks because it's like nothing to you, right? Also, this show is also brought to you also by also myself. It's brought to you by www.joshdoey.com. I'm not currently wearing any shirts that I've made. So but this is the shirt? This is the shirt. <laughs> Thank you, Jovi. Um, if you like that shirt, um, there's plenty other really cute shirts that I've made before. They're up on my website and you can find it at www.joshdoey.com or you can go to doey.store. Bye. <laughs> the camera stops recording exactly at 30 minutes and I was just on a point. Oh, look at this scratch that I got. Have you seen this scratch? So this is just my belly. Been working out, as you can tell, probably by my muscular lumps. But I was out training with the Origins crew. Shout out Origins Pro Team, Street Team, whatever we're calling ourselves. And I, <laughs> there was this vertical post. So picture in your mind a large wooden penis, and then on the wooden penis there is like, it, it's supposed to go up like this, but it, it goes up, and then this part goes in, and then out again. And I wanted to step off of the end point, land on top, and then do a flip. And some people were walking by, and this is the only time that I ever injure myself, uh, is when I'm showing off for other people. And there were people walking by, and I swear to God, this one guy was wearing a hat from my friend Deshay's gym sessions. Um, gym sessions, that's a governor, I think. Anyway, so he has a gym called Sessions, and I swear to God, someone was wearing a hat with that logo. And, and so I wanted to impress this guy and I stepped on the side of the penis and I just slipped out and just chested myself on it. And the top of the penis is supposed to be very smooth. Uh, and it is, except for there was a large Prince Albert on the tip and I cut myself on the wooden penis's Prince Albert. And that's how I got that cut. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to many girls and said that I got into a fight with a tiger because I've been watching Tiger King. Anyway, what was the point I was making before I, I stopped recording? Don't wait for anyone's permission 
to pursue your dreams. Like how fucking cool is it that you can just make shit right now and people can see it. And sure, maybe I'm not making money with it right now. Maybe I'm not making a living off of it, but I don't need to right now. And I can just make stuff and there's no there's no pressure. There's, there's nobody telling me what to say. Like I'm literally at the behest of my own brain. This whole thing is just driven by my brain. And I think that the more that I do this show, the better it gets. And I think that that's, that's where things are at right now. Anyway, let's move on to the next item. Oh, recite one dream. That's gonna be a cool thing for us to get to. But here's our new, new portion called Tissues for Your Issues. So let's put the tissues right there. So uh, I have a tissue. And this tissue is for issues that I have. And this first tissue is for fucking grocery stores. Oh my God. You can't touch anything in the grocery store. There's so much, I feel so much social pressure at the grocery stores now. Like you can't pick up an avocado and, and test how, how, how much give it's got anymore. Because the second you touch it, you look around and of course someone saw you pick up that avocado, so you gotta buy it. It's like, it, it, it's like one of those old pawn shops, like you break it, you buy it, or you touch, you buy it. That, that's like a really racist accent. But um, that's the thing is I feel pressured the second that I touch something, I gotta buy it. So there was a lot of things that I bought that I didn't need to buy. For example, I bought non-alcoholic beer. I got avocados that aren't going to be ripe for a long time because you can't, you can't test how soft these things are. And then the other issue at the grocery store is that freaking, oh my God, the plastic bags, the plastic bags that you're, that you're supposed to put produce inside of. There's Jovi jumping. Jovi, come, come, come in front of the camera and say, I've been the jumper. <laughs> you tipped over the light. <laughs> That's perfect. We just corrected the lighting on the air. But the plastic bags that you put produce in, I have such an issue. That's what this tissue is for, opening up the plastic bags. I, I'm literally standing there for probably two, two and a half minutes at a time, just like this. I'm literally, this is the plastic bag and I'm like, God damn it. Oh my God. So before the pandemic situation happened, this old dude came up to me and he's like, hey, I see you, see you struggling with the plastic bag. Let me give you a little tip. <laughs> he's like, all you gotta do, wet your fingers and then you can open up the plastic bag. And that guy was the first guy to die from the coronavirus. Like, think about it. He, this is like an elderly guy. He's probably like 60, 70. He looked like he was a thousand years old. And, and he's in the grocery store where you've been touching a shopping cart, you've been touching all this stuff, and boy, coronavirus everywhere. It's on your surfaces, it's on your mom, it's on your dad, it's on your cat. Don't touch things without gloves is what people are saying. But this guy is going to the grocery store, touching all the shits, sees, sees a, a plastic bag and he's like, Oh, well, you know, I just gotta lick my fingers and then, oh, I'm dead. That's, that's my impression of that guy. I'm gonna, gonna lick my fingers. Oh, I got coronavirus. That's how he died. So that's my, that's my first issue is that the, you can't lick your fingers. If you can't lick your fingers, is this a fucking free country anymore? Bye, Jovi. Bye, bro. If you can't lick your fingers, is it even a free country anymore? So that's my first issue tissue. Um, freak out at 
Sags. Oh, man, I can't read my own writing. Freak out. Freak out at says. Freak out at says. <laughs> I was reading the wrong note. Oh, my God. Um, oh, the other issue. The other issue was... Um, Right, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave the grocery store for a sec. I, I, I'm not gonna leave that issue. We're gonna. We're gonna repick up this tissue for this issue. My other issue with the grocery store is that uh, everybody seems to love eggs these days. Okay, I didn't know everyone liked eggs. I thought most people were just eating cereal all the time for breakfast. But it turns out people fucking love eggs. The thing is, I love eggs too. So I'm pissed off because most of the time the eggs are gone, and then, oh. The last time I went to the grocery store for this last trip, there were eggs. That's crazy. There were eggs, and I was really happy to get some eggs. So I got I got a couple. Got a couple eggs. More than three. Not cartons. I have more than three singular eggs. I was really happy about that, but that social pressure of touching things, you can't check eggs. Like, I feel like a fucking criminal whenever I'm checking the eggs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where the social pressure has gotten to. And it's, it's all in my head. Like, I don't know how much of this is real. But, like, I feel so much social pressure when I touch things in the grocery store that when I pick up a carton of eggs and I look inside of it, doesn't matter how many of them are broken, I gotta fucking buy it. So... I was looking over my shoulder constantly while I'm checking these eggs. I'm like, is anybody watching me? I just got to tap. And the thing is with the eggs, you got to tap them. That's what I do. Uh, It's like uh, Eric Cartman in that episode of South Park where he gets all the Kentucky Fried Chicken and he just eats the skins off of them and his friends get pissed at him. Fuck, I love South Park. I got to watch some more episodes of that. But for me to test how these eggs are, I have to tap them. I have to, I have to open it up and I have to, I, I, I have to tap them because you can, using, using your tactile touch sense, you can tell the volume of the egg. Volume is a, is a method of, of measuring liquid. So I'm trying to measure the liquid in each of these eggs and you can test the volume by tapping them on the head. How much volume do you have inside of you? That's what I'm doing with the eggs. So feeling like a goddamn covert ops spy every time I fucking touch eggs in the grocery store. I hate that. Okay, next tissue. You have an issue? Here's a tissue. When people say that, what does that mean? Have an issue? Like, what, what, what does what does that phrase really mean? That's like that's like oh my god. There's a, there's a, there's this other phrase. The boy who cried wolf. What, what, what's the word for that? It's like a platitude or something. The boy who cried. What? I know what the boy who cried wolf is. Like oh, no one wants to be the boy who cried wolf with the, the pandemic. Like who was this boy that cried wolf? Is this another tissue? I'm having a tissue with this. I have an issue with the boy that cried wolf because. What was that situation like? I just imagine that we're in medieval times and this guy is supposed to defend the village and he's supposed to look out for wolves and he's on the night watch and this dude's schizophrenic as fuck, which people didn't understand mental illness back then, but this dude's schizophrenic as fuck and he thinks he sees something moving in the shadows and he goes, oh, wolf! 
And so the whole town rushes to his defense. <laughs> and then they find out there's no wolf there. And they stop believing him over time. That is a society that doesn't understand mental illness. But who, who, oh boy, who put, who, who was putting that guy in the night's watch? Who trusted him to be watching for wolves at night? Or maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you want the boy that cried wolf to be defending your town. Maybe, maybe that figure of speech has kind of just evolved over time and you do want the boy that cried wolf. Be really exhausting though, just running to defense every 10 seconds because the boy who cried wolf, oh, oh, wolf. <laughs> that's just how I imagine them sounding, wolf. And then people are like, oh, oh, let's go get the wolf. Put him up, put him up. Let's fucking fight the wolf. You know, I've been working on my fighting skills. Um, some days I, <laughs> I, I feel so full of testosterone. I'm so sunburned. Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should start wearing sunscreen. But <laughs> Ah, I've been, I, I've been, I, I have been experiencing so much good testosterone. I'll be like in the back backyard and during a workout in between sets, I'll just like shadow box. That's like, that's how much energy I'm feeling these days. And I, I do know where the energy is coming from. It's just a general situation because anxiety, it can also be misplaced energy, m m misplaced physical energy. Like you can rephrase how you feel about anxiety to, to say it's either anticipation or excitement. Like if I'm ever feeling anxious before, um, before I'm acting on anything, before a play or anything like that, you think you're being anxious, but also you're just excited to do the thing. That's cool that you can do that with your mind. I like that you can, you can reassemble things inside of your head. You can kind of just readjust and rearrange. You can rearrange things inside of your own head. Like, like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't always be, you shouldn't always be rearranging the reality around you. But it is good to reflect on your past and make sure you're reflecting on things in the correct way, if that makes sense. What's my other issue? We're we're on we're on the tissues still. <laughs> that was very three D. Are my teeth shiny? My shiny teeth and me! I'm actually a good singer, but you can't tell because I'm goofing off. Maybe I'm turning red because I'm not breathing. I've got an audition coming up on Monday, and I'm a little nervous that I'm gonna look too red for it. Cause I feel like there's a lot of reasons to say no to an audition. Like I can imagine watching somebody's audition and just being like, I don't want to listen to this guy because uh, his hair looks wet, for example. Uh, the other issue. The other issue. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. The other issue. The boy who cried wolf. That's funny. I would hate to be the dog walker who got a bunch of chihuahuas, by the way. Uh, the other issue I have is people with masks and gloves because I don't necessarily believe them. Now I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying don't go in public wearing a mask and gloves, but there are some people who I just mm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying your germophobic nature because there's a lot of people that are that are doing half measures. There's there's a lot of how do I phrase this? Maybe virtue signaling people that want to seem like they're not trying to spread the disease, but they're not being careful enough to for you to think that they actually care about it. 
Like for example, you get people walking around in the dust ma dust masks or the or the surgical masks, and they've got the latex gloves on and stuff. <laughs> and, and and I I just want to test one of them one day and just walk walk near them and drop something. And if they pick it up, I'm gonna go. I caught you, dude. I didn't believe you, and I caught you. You got caught. Go to jail or 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 or, or something. <laughs> Yeah, I did not think that through. They still got the gloves on when they pick it up, so uh, doesn't make sense. Sorry, guy. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's, there's just some people. Mm, I'm not buying it from them, you know. And then there's me. Goes out in public all the time. I wash my hands and stuff. Like I, I, I am kind of taking it seriously, but am I? Maybe not as seriously as other people. Okay, that was the other tissue. Was there are some people wearing masks and gloves that aren't taking enough precautions for me to believe that they actually care. It's looking like a goddamn teenage boy's masturbation session with all the Kleenex on the floor. <laughs> what is next? Oh, a critique of letters. I like this. Okay, so what's going to happen is I'm going to pull up a singular letter. And I'm going to explain letters. Why are they the way they are? Like, why does an A look like an A? So I'm just launching Adobe Illustrator right now, and we're going to pull up some letters. Pulling up some letters. He's going on to Instagram. No, he's not. He's going to create a new page. He's going to go on Adobe Illustrator. He's going to make a place where he can go and look for the letters. He opens up the typing tool and types in the letter A. He typed in a lowercase A. He needs an uppercase. So he takes that and drags it, and it is now large. Okay, so let's begin with the letter A. Bing! So the letter A, why is it the way that it is? So an A is a triangle-shaped letter with a bridge beneath it. And I think that the letter A is the way that it is because it kind of peaks in the middle, right? Like when you're saying A, A, right? It kind of does that. And then also saying A is like a way of, of connecting with other people. So you've got the, the peak and then you've got the bridge, which represents connection. So it is a peak to build connection and that is why the letter a is the way that it is okay moving on to the letter b now b is a really popular letter in fact i think most people use it so letter b ding. so the letter b is the way that it is because step one b because it is the way that it is because does that make sense? I don't think so. So we're gonna move on to um, case number two. I've, made, I've written actually a couple cases for this. So B is the way that it is. It's kind of like a, a mouthful and it's a very voluptuous word. It's got a lot of volume to it. So you've got those two compartments to hold the volume of the letter B. Now B, a capital B at least, also looks like a booty. And that's kind of why I'm thinking the letter B looks like that is because B stands for booty and it looks like that too. Okay, B is the way that it is because of booty. Okay, moving on to the letter C. Definitely don't think we'll be able to get the whole alphabet today. Let's just go A, B, and C. So, the letter C. Ding! 
So the letter C is the way that it is because it's an open angled letter. It's, it's open for interpretation. It's open for things to come inside of it. Um, it's consent. It's, it's consent. That's what the C stands for. C stands for consent. Um, but the C is called that because it is so open in its configuration, in its configuration, that it can hold the entire C inside of it. And that's a really deep metaphor. That's actually really got me thinking about a lot of shit. Anyway, oh, Animal Crossing town update. I'm gonna include some screenshots from my town. Okay, okay. I can remember my town off by heart. Let's start with the exterior of my house. Bing! So the exterior of my house is black and red. And I've gone with kind of like an imperial theme with my house because I have the imperial fence. And I don't know if that's, I think that's a Japanese theme, but Japanese culture is just pretty dope. <laughs> and so I wanted to match the color of the fences around my house. And just in general, having a black house is pretty dope. Like when do you see a black house? We're gonna move on to my garden. Um, in my garden, you have Stonehenge, you have fossils, and you have a bunch of flowers around it. Now, who the fuck has Stonehenge in their yard? I wonder if somebody actually does have Stonehenge in their yard. I think that would be really dope <laughs> to have Stonehenge in your yard. And that's kind, of, that's kind of what Animal Crossing is about, is about just making your own dream home. I think I turn red because I don't breathe when I talk. Sometimes when I talk too fast, I have to just like, I just have to take a breath in between. I do that on the phone sometimes. I get so excited to talk to my parents after just like, ah. but um, moving on to the next part of my house is the patio. On there, I have a fireplace. I, I'm, I'm going off my memory here. I can't, I can't see the photo behind me, but you can. So there is a fireplace, there's chairs. It's like a good place to hang out. There's a little skull on top. It's called an Australiopith, and I think that comes from, from the Australia, Australiopithecus, which was a species of Neanderthal, and mm, I think it was a species of human that did not evolve into the modern human today maybe i think that's how that goes i don't know we think we understand evolution but do we really it's all a theory isn't it well there's there's also evidence but okay moving right along uh you can see the jungle gym you can see the jungle gym with tires and stuff and that's another josh ism because if i had my own house especially somewhere up on a hill where i had as much space as i wanted i would make a parkour park in there so the playground is the closest thing that I could get to having a parkour park. And there's some tires on it, um, just because tires are really fun to jump around on. And next you can see the basketball net. You can see the basketball net. That's dope as shit. I really like to have a basketball net. Not that I'm good at basketball. Uh, I don't think I'm good at any sport that involves a ball. <laughs> par par parkour is a sport for really brave people because it involves having two balls. That's like a joke people used to make about parkour. So yeah, most of your sports involve one ball. <laughs> I play parkour, takes two balls. What a cheesy thing to say about a sport. <laughs> but yeah, and oh, and then I have, I have the Statue of Liberty because I love New York, I love Brooklyn, and I got that decoration and I think it's just dope as shit. Right now, things I'm doing in my town, I'm planting a bunch of plants, putting a bunch of pathways around, and hopefully I can include screenshots of all of that. And um... All right, we, we've been going for 51 minutes, so I'm going to read a dream of mine, and then uh, I, I think we'll close the show with that. So I'm gonna, in, in the house, it seems like, 
Whoa. That's depressing to read. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> anyway, I got. Uh, that got too spicy for me. Um, journaling is a private affair. It turns out. So uh, I think I think I'll just cut that at a point where things get too juicy. Like I don't shit talk but i definitely analyze things to a very fine degree in my journaling like like i feel like an alien analyzing things when i journal sometimes so that that was a little piece of the journal and even that little bit that we read was interesting maybe i'll find one more page maybe maybe we'll find something interesting that isn't too juicy uh morning pages <sighs> I really couldn't have predicted this timeline in the story of Josh Doey. I wanted to travel with Team Farang, but or I, I want to travel with Team Farang, but I also want to do acting school in September. The likely solution is to just go on my own accord and to not give a shit about who is who is there. I could go and spend two weeks in August, no biggie. As time goes on, I've begun to give less fucks about joining a big parkour team. As important to me as that goal is, I'd rather not waste energy stressing about joining a big team every time that I train. I'm going to focus myself, and if people like what they see, then that's dope. But I should probably stop losing sleep over what I can never control. Ah, shit. I hit a wall of thought. Banana cream pie and a dollop of the pie in the sky. <laughs> so it's kind of like the vlog where, or kind of like the video podcast where I'll talk, I'll go on a tangent, and then I'll be like, oh, shit. Like we, maybe we talked about some deep stuff, but uh, also now I'm just in a tangent. I don't know how I got there. But okay, I think that that's good for today. Um, thank you for joining me. And I actually had a really fantastic time. I didn't really, even if I did hit a wall, I didn't panic. And that's that's really dope. I think that episode four is showing promising signs of this becoming like a really dope podcast. And if you're watching this, as they're coming out, I wanted to thank you, or I do want to thank you for watching these. I really appreciate that you're watching this thing that I'm putting so much effort into. And if you're in the future and you're coming back and watching this, um, I, I, I appreciate you too. And maybe maybe the channel has become bigger, maybe it hasn't, but this is just a, a good experiment and good growth and it's a really good creative project for me. So thank you very much. And I think I'll close it out with some meditation music that I made by myself. Hopefully the music's playing by now. Oh yeah. Uh, support for this podcast comes from nobody in particular except for me. So you can go to www.joshdoey.com if you would like to buy any shirts that I've made. Uh, I'm planning on coming out with a few designs. Here is a sneak peek on some of the designs that I'm coming out with. Bam, 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 bam. Some of them are re-releases, but there are some popular designs like the Kung Fu shirt. Uh, I always tell people it was a hit in Australia. Really, I, I only got like 20 orders from Australia, but still that's like, that's cool that people in Australia liked it. Um, and I really like the design too, and I can't wait to wear it again. Anyway, we're coming up on 30 minutes. Um, coffee is, my coffee's in the description. Dang it. <laughs>